Today's show is pre-recorded. Listening to the voice, I come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey got a radio show. Okay, I, I want to talk to you today about success, but I want to talk to you about it like I usually do in terms of a principle of it. But I want to share something with you about it. And I was talking to my daughter about it. I've talked about my son-in-law about it, talked about it with all my children. And I'm really starting to express it to them now because I'm talking to a wide range of people constantly. But I want to share something with you. If you have any aspiration of being successful, I want you to realize, starting right now, the effort that is going to require And that's why I think it stops a lot of people. I think a lot of people are never told or don't understand the sheer effort that it takes to become successful at anything in any area of your life. If you think that doing your best is enough, I got news for you. It's not. Well, Steve, what if you've done your best, though, and your best ain't good enough? Well, let me ask you that same question. Hold on. If you want to be successful and you've done your best and best isn't good enough, what, you through? That's it? But Steve, it was my best. No, 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 no. It was the best you had at that time and that particular day. But tomorrow, add something to it. You've you've never done everything. There is no you can't go no more. You can't add no more. 
I've seen marathon runners end up crawling across the line. I've seen triathlon people, man, just staggering in the street and didn't want nobody to help them because they knew that would disqualify them from the race. You got more. Have you ever dipped into your reserve tank? That's what we're talking about now. See, all of us have a reserve tank. You know, I, you know, on my ranch, uh, I like to ride four-wheelers. I have all-terrain vehicles. And all of them have a gas tank on it. And a gas tank, and most of mine, let me see all of them. Yeah, all of them have gas tank needles on them. And it lets me know when I get down towards E, there's a little lane that's red that lets me know, okay, Steve, you're in the danger zone now. You're riding into the lowest part of your tank. But if I keep riding and I forget to get some gas in there, guess what? When it runs out of gas, all of my all-terrain vehicles, all of them, Honda, Polaris, all of them, those are the makers, there's a button on the gas tank itself that I can click and it says reserve. That means they know that for the hardcore riders, they're going to ride somewhere and they're going to get themselves in a situation and they're going to run out of everything. They're going to run out of road. They're going to run out of gas. They've prepared because they know for the hardcore rider, every hardcore rider needs a reserve tank. And so there's a button that you can click on the gas tank that clicks it into a reserve and it'll give you about 50 miles or 20 miles worth of gas in there. Now, guess what? In that reserve, that may be all you need to get you to where you're going or get you back to safety so you can refuel. Don't tell me you've done your best. When your best don't cut it, what you going to do? See, when best is possible, then good enough ain't enough. See, that's good enough. But if the best is possible, why would you not shoot for that? And you, you are all capable of making it. But you've got to change your mindset and realize the effort that has to be put forth in becoming successful. You've got to do it relentlessly over and over and over and over. And every day I try to do something to progress my life for the better. I try to do something every day. I wake up every day with a plan, some phone calls, some meetings, some 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 interviews, something, man, that's going to advance and move the brand forward. Because here's what's going to happen, you all. Let's say you reach your goal. Let's say your goal is to make um, $100,000. Well, I got news for you. Listen to this. When you make the $100,000, you can't go nowhere and go on vacation and put your hand behind your head and say, I made $100,000. Guess what you got to do? You got to find a way now to maintain that 100000 to keep it coming in. See, you can't just get there and stop and rest and, whoa, it is harder to maintain your success than it is to get successful. See, let's say, let me, let me show you this. Suppose it takes you five to eight years to find a way to make $50,000. Let's say it takes you five to eight years to find a way to make an extra $50,000. And you finally, through work and effort, you get to the $50,000 mark. That's 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 it's only just begun now, because guess what? In order to keep the 50 coming in, 
You got to duplicate what you did to get there. And then, uh-oh, here's what you're going to have the audacity, being a human being, you're going to want another 50 because you're a human being because you got to have something else to shoot for. Now you're going to want another 50. Well, now that guess what you got to do now. Now you got to do what you did before, for, plus you got to come up with something else. Then after that, you're going to have the audacity because you're human. You're going to want another 50. So that's how this works. And see, that that's the, that, that, that's the importance of your relationship with God because you're going to constantly need it. And ain't never a point where you're going to be through needing it. But there ain't going to become a point in your life where you're going through, to be through wanting nothing unless you done just gave up. And if you done gave up, who wants that? Come on, y'all. This is going to take quite a bit of effort. And if you think it'll come to you any other way, you're sadly mistaken. Because of all the successful people I know, I know that the effort they put out on a daily basis is daunting. And I think that the average person just doesn't understand the requirement of time and effort that it takes to get there and willingness to put it out. You got to cut a lot of monkey business out your life. All that hanging out, all that late and all that clubbing, all that drinking, all that, you got to cut a whole lot of monkey business out to be successful, man. If you're planning on being successful, get up early, stay up late, work, try, think, meet, greet, smile, attract. It takes a lot. Let's go. But you can do it. God is passing out blessings all day long. Why are you not in line for yours? I'm telling you right now, I want everything God got for me. Because what he's shown me so far, whoo, if he got some more, man, oh, man, how good is God, huh? You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies, gentlemen, everybody, anybody, somebody. Who that there? Do I have your attention? That's good, because I need it. Because what I'm about to say now can only be said by a very, very small, minute group of people. It's about six of us to be exact. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Now I'm finna introduce you to that small group of people that can say that. <laughs> Shirley Strawberry. Hey, good morning, Steve. Good morning. Carla Pharrell. Good morning. What's up, crew? Kill Space, we call him Junior. Morning, Unc. Morning, everybody. King of Pranks, nephew Tommy. Top, 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 top. And you can't hear her because her mic don't ever work. Mississippi Monica. Chunking up the deuce, please. Morning. And the dude that told you it was a small group that said it. Me. (laughs) (laughs) And if you don't know who I am, I don't know what to tell you. Everybody knows you. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here. Thank you, Lord, for another day. I sure appreciate it. The sun ain't up yet. But I show praise God I am. And if you let me live to see another crack of dawn. Yes, sir. I give you my word. I'm going to do everything in my power to say thank you. 
by taking this day and taking full advantage of it. I promise you, Lord, that I will make a concerted effort to forward and progress myself, to make myself better, and to do something today to make you proud of me. That's what I'm going to do today. Anybody else going to join in with that? Well, all right. Yes, Amen. Sir. Yes, sir. I'm there. Yes, sir. <laughs> Hand raised up. Let's go. <laughs> Amen. I like how you think this morning, sir. Uh-huh. Take that Lesson. same thing, Uncle. Favor. Mm-hmm. Take that same thing, Uncle. Just apply for me. Just long as I ain't in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> that's a blessing, I though, Junior. I do everything. <laughs> I know that's right. Man. Well, dang, Junior. <laughs> I will got heavy, huh? Yeah. Well, you need to talk a little stronger in your mic, because I'm thinking you look sound like you're fading right now. <laughs> what? No. Okay, there good. There you go. There you go. Oh, man. How you feeling today, day. Steve? You know How's what? I feel pretty good, man. I mm-hmm. really do, man. I'm ready. I don't know what these segments going to be, but I'm ready for it. You know. <laughs> Yeah. That's what Why we love you listen about to your coming show to work. Like a listener though. You don't know. What do you know? That's, that's why we like coming because it's an adventure. You just never know what's gonna happen. <laughs> you never but, but know. It's gonna come in here for no prep. That ain't gonna happen. Why not? Oh, we know come that. A pre-radio show meeting? After 20-something years, we know. All right, coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, ask the CLO with the Chief Love Officer, Steve Harvey, in the building right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, it is time now for Ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer, Steve Harvey, at your service. This one is from Ashland in Tennessee, Ashlyn says, I've been married for six years to a cheater, and we have not had sex in a year. He confided in our next-door neighbor, who happens to be young and single. My neighbor saw my husband leave one morning, and he came over and lectured me on saving my marriage. I got emotional, and he came close to comfort me, and I could feel him through his pants. He said Mm. he would be happy to comfort me if I ever needed it. It scared me half to death. But how can I stop staring at his house? Uh, should I go next door and relieve a little stress with this fine young man? Mm. Who's that well, 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 well. Look what didn't happen here. <laughs> mm. Well, ma'am, let, can I have a real honest and frank answer for this lady? Yeah. Tell Ashlyn. Ashlyn, you've been married six years to a cheater. Now, did she say she confided? In the young man, no, her husband did. Her husband. Her husband. Now, her husband went over there and told this little dude what he up to and what mm-hmm. he doing. Mm-hmm. Little dude then took this information like, oh, okay. Like he don't really care for your husband, no how. <laughs> Apparently, evidently, I think that's clear. So now he just slid all over to comfort you up against you. Now you looking out the window, you can't take your eyes off his house. Mm-hmm. But it ain't really the house, though. <laughs> what is it, Steve? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's one of the tenants. Uh. <laughs> and it's the tenant that stay on the neighbor uh. that's got you the most uh-huh. concerned. Look, if you went over there to get some comfort, mm-hmm. 
you would be wrong for doing that because daddy is wrong. Yeah. And two wrongs don't make a right. But with that said, mm. if the situation were the other way around, I promise you, your cheating husband would be over there getting comforted like he is anyway, mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. 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 So right. now if you went over there for some comfort, uh-huh. Come on now. Bring it home. Ain't nobody got to know. Yeah, we go. There we Are go. you encouraging right. her? Uh-uh. Yeah. I would just, this is just a fact. <laughs> All right, we got to move on. Uh, going about over Tommy. Anyway. Mackay, she going. Yeah, Mackay in Duval County. She's sitting over there staring at that damn dough. The back We're moving on. Mackay in Duval County says. Look at his gutters. Look my boyfriend gutters. and I dated for a long time, <laughs> but we broke up. And we'll never get back together. Uh, So I went out with his friend and we clicked. My ex-boyfriend found out and he's having a hard time dealing with it. He's tried to jump on his friend and he's been calling me all kinds of names. We're all single and I can date whoever I want. I wouldn't have a problem if he dated a friend of mine. I don't want him anymore. Why is he tripping? Uh Uh-oh. Why is he tripping? (laughs) Is he tripping? Because of two things. Mm -hmm. One, he tripping with his boy because you supposed to be my boy. Mm-hmm. But which proves they ain't really as close or the boy he thought he was. Right. Secondly, he tripping with you because how could you? Cause you knew this is supposed to be my boy. So what I think is, I think your little boyfriend been delusional for quite some time. He think his boy is his boy that really ain't his boy. And he still thank you, his woman. She said they will never, time. ever get back together. Your, they will your never ex-boyfriend is living a life with a lot of delusion because he thought his boy was uh-huh. really his boy, but he uh-huh. ain't his boy, mm-hmm. and he thank you still his woman. Yeah. So now he didn't try to jump on the boy, and now he mad at you. But now you lied talking about did a lie you told. You wouldn't be mad if he dated one of your girlfriends. That's a damn lie. <laughs> and you I and I and everybody listening know that's a lie. Well, maybe that's what her ex should do. Mm. Well, mm. you know, don't nobody want him. Mm-mm. She what said up? they're never getting back together. She does not want him. Anymore. anymore. (laughs) All right, Edna, we're moving on. Edna in Kentucky says, I'm in my mid 60s. Edna, Steve. (laughs) Marinate on that. She didn't even have to give her (laughs) age. That name. I'm in my mid 60s, and I started driving for a rideshare company recently. I picked up an older black male from an upscale neighborhood, and he said he had to pick a friend up. I went to pick up a beautiful younger black woman. They started to kiss and undress in the back of my SUV. He instructed me to get on the interstate and ride until they finished their business on the back seat. He paid me $300 cash for the ride and I asked and asked if I would uh, like to be his personal driver. Is this too risky or should I do it? What? Hell That's yeah, how you drive. Uber. That's how you Uber. <laughs> yeah, I become his personal driver. What is you talking about? And quit writing in about it. Yeah, it never. So you mess your money up with your little old tail. Stop all this. What is you writing us for? 
Drive. Be the personal driver. Drive and shut your damn mouth. <laughs> personal driver. You ride share personal driver. Uh-huh. Ride share chauffeur. Ride share drive the rich dude. Girl, <laughs> quit Talk writing us. Edna, mm. get your money. <laughs> yeah. So- and try not to look back there. In the rearview mirror. <laughs> Try. Get your three hundred dollars and keep your eyes on the road, Edna. That's all you need is maps and driving. That's all you need. GPS, huh? GPS, baby. That's right. Wow. Nice Uber right there, baby. Man, three hundred dollars. Personal driver. Hmm. Girl. So is he married, Steve, or is yeah. she married? Uh huh. Yeah. It don't matter. That ain't our business. Really? I'm asking. We don't know yeah. them. Yeah. Oh, he married. Why he in that car? Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you, CLO. Coming up next, it is the nephew with Run That Prank Back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour and trending headlines, the four former Minnesota police officers pled not guilty in violating George Floyd's civil rights at a virtual hearing. We'll talk about that. And in entertainment news, what is going on with Joy Reid versus Nicki Minaj's viral vaccine deliberation? And Dr. Fauci responds to Nicki Minaj about this too. Uh, We'll talk about these stories at the top of the hour, but right now the nephew is here with Run That Prank Back. What you got for us, Neff? It's uh, God is not through with you, but we are. I'm going to say it one more time. God is not through with you, but we are. Let's go, cat dog. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach uh, Sister Takara. Who's this? This is uh, Brother Brinkley from the church. How you doing? Oh, hey. How is it? It's um, I'm at work. Can I call you back? Uh, um... Uh, Well, this is kind of urgent. I've called you your house phone and I didn't get an answer and I, I had this other number on file so I wanted to reach out to you but what I won't take long but it, it, it really is a hurt. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> that urgent matter if you don't mind. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Let me let me step away from my cubicle. Hold on. Hello? Hello. Yeah. Okay. So what's uh, Brother Brinkley speak to me? Okay. We have a bit of a problem here and we're going to try to we're trying to clean up a lot of things here at the church you know, I hate to be the one to bring you some bad news. Uh, let me just start by by saying this. God might not be through with you, but we are here at the church. It has been brought to our attention, uh, Sister Cara, that you guys are halfway coming to church. You you, you might come once, once out of a month. You're not tithing as we expected. You know, the, the, the church can't really depend on you. Um, it's you. You got, you know, you bring your kids. I think your brother comes to the church. But everybody is coming every now and then. We cannot depend on you all to be the members and have the expectation of what we're trying to well, take what? the church. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. What, you, say, you say your name is Brother Brinkley? You're from Brother the church? Brother Brinkley. Yes. And you yes. you 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 work uh, you work under the deacon. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I've never heard of you before. I I, I have been officiated by the pastor, and I'm over actually over the finance. 
and we're going through all of the books and looking at all of the numbers of the of the members of the church, the directory, and we're okay. noticing what people are paying tithes, what people aren't paying tithes, who's coming to church, who's participating okay. in different in different uh, 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 ministries and whatnot. And Sister Takara, I got I have to be honest with you, you you you're there maybe once every one or some month. We might see you, might not see you, you know. And like I say, God may not be through with you. But we are. Well, uh, okay, you keep saying that. that well, listen, why? I don't understand. Like, are y'all monitoring my 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 church going? Like, I can't. I can't. I can't. I have to go every single week. I mean, I, well, I, well, I go well, when well, I can. Why are you absent so much at the church? Explain that. Well, I mean, I have three kids. You know, I mean, <laughs> I have two jobs. Sometimes I don't. I mean, I still pray. I, I don't understand how a church can. Are you y'all serious? You got two jobs, but we're not getting tired like you got two jobs. Well, you're not tired you like you got two jobs. Because I, I can't afford. I got you just you just are said you I got two jobs. That's what you just said. And that those two jobs are in support of my kids. I mean, I can't support the church and my kids at the same time. I, I can't do both. I mean, I do, I give when I can. You're, Let me ask you something. Uh, what are you making on that other job? Are you serious? Are you really, you really, you really, at, I didn't know the church got in this deep with, you really asking me how much I make in my second job that I take to support my kids? Come on now, there's got to be something. This is. I'm going to say this to you again. God may not be through with you, but we are. <laughs> If you are not right. going to pay your tithes, if you're not going to come to work on a consistent basis, then what What do you benefit the church? Is that what the church is about? This can't be. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this to you. You, you. Let me tell you what the church is all about. The church if is you say, a... If you say we're done with you again one more time, I'm serious. No, I'm going to tell you this. You're talking about, is that what the church is about? Let me tell you what the church is. The church is a hospital for crippled souls. You understand that? That's what okay. the church is. That's what the church is. But when, when we have souls that are coming in to be saved, we are doing our job. And guess what? Those people that are coming in, you know what they're doing? They're tithing. That's what they're doing. They're tithing. You, Sister Takara, I'm sure your soul is crippled. You're not coming, and you're not tithing. You may give us a, a little something, something when you show up, well, if you show up. Am I right or wrong? Hmm? Okay, hold up. This, let me get one thing straight. This is what you called me for in the middle of my work day to tell me that you're kicking me out the church because I don't give enough money to the church while I'm at my job that I can barely afford to pay my bills with. Matter of fact, I don't even know who you are. I've never met you in my life. And I don't, you know what? This church, you know, this church. I hate to say it, but if that's what the church is about, you have the nerve to call me. I'm, I'm in the lobby of my second job. Okay, now, 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 let me say something. Now, you being very unchristian like now. Are you kidding me? So, so, so Carl, you're going to watch your tone and your language, you hear? This is not Christian-like. Well, well, well. You now, do you do you know Brother Dwayne? Isn't that your brother? Okay, and now, now Brother Dwayne is who told me to call you. Really? Yeah. My brother. Yeah. So what? So what is this about, huh? Brother, okay. whatever. I don't know. What is your name? 
My name is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your brother Dwayne got me to prank phone call you. <laughs> Nephew Tommy. No, me. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna kill Oh my gosh, yo, he about to get me fired from this job. I'm in the lobby screaming my people looking at me. Oh my uh, gosh. You all right? I'm here is nephew Tommy. Yeah, it's oh, nephew Tommy. No. What's up? Oh no, no, no. Oh my gosh. That's, oh, my gosh. My heart is racing. Tell me this, Takara. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? Steve Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> God is not through with you, but we are. We are. Crazy. We're going to pay tithes around here. I'm telling you. We're gonna pay. When last time y'all paid y'all tithes? Let me just ask y'all. <laughs> We don't want to lie on that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else is going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's get your ties in. You know what's going on. West Palm Beach is what's going on, baby. Next week, Friday and Saturday, 24th and 25th at the Improv. That's what's going on. Stupid is coming to town. The nephew will be there. Tickets are on sale right now. Get your tickets while they're getting this good. Four shows, two on Friday, two on Saturday. And we're going to be... Um, you know, with our mask on, we're going to laugh through the mask. How about that? Laugh through the mask. Next Friday and Saturday night at the Improv, West Palm All Beach, right. Florida. All yeah. right, nephew, thank you. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have some entertainment news for you. Don't go anywhere. Stick around. This is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In trending headline news, former Minneapolis police officers Derek Chauvin, Thomas Lane, J. Alexander Quang, and Tao To have been charged with violating Floyd's, that's George Floyd's, constitutional rights in ways that resulted in bodily injury to and the death of George Floyd. Each officer pleaded not guilty to federal charges Tuesday at a virtual hearing. The hearing also included some of the pre-trial motions, including requests from former police officers that Lane, Kwong, and Tao uh, and asking to separate their cases from Chauvin's. Uh, Chauvin was convicted in Floyd's murder in April 2021, and his fellow ex-officers argue that they would not get a fair trial if connected to Chauvin. The judge recessed the hearing without announcing a decision on a trial date, leading some close to the case to speculate it could be pushed into next year. Derek Chauvin is serving a 22-year-and-a-half sentence in a Minnesota prison for the murder of George Floyd. See, here's when it comes to law that kind of throws me. These uh, defendants are trying to say they don't feel as though they can get a fair trial if they're connected to George Floyd, I mean to Mark Chauvin. You was there, Chauvin. Derek Chauvin. 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 You was Mm -hmm. there. You were connected to him that day when you... Yeah. When you were standing there watching him murder this man. Doing nothing. Yeah. And your job is to serve and protect. Right. Everybody. And you did nothing to serve or protect that day. Now you want to act like cause you don't want nobody to think you was with him. Y'all had the same uniform on. Y'all the same division. Y'all, you stood there. Right. See, man, the only way we're going to put a curb 
on this police brutality that happens is that everybody involved has to be held accountable. If a criminal, if four criminals get in a car and one criminal gets out the car and go inside and shoot somebody and come back and get in the car, all four of them finna go to jail. They together. For sure. (laughs) Together. Uh One is going to go in there for murder one. You got out the car, you went in there and shot him, and everybody else is going for murder two. You participated in a murder. You didn't intend for it to happen, but Mm -hmm. that's manslaughter, dog. Mm -hmm. And you didn't do anything to stop it and try to save it. You didn't call the police. You didn't call the police. You're the the damn police. (laughs) <laughs> That's another thing. How many times have you watched these police shows and you heard them say, why didn't you report it? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you try to get the man help? I was scared. Mm-hmm. Well, when you are the help and mm-hmm. you provide no help, you better preach. what you want us to do yes. who pay you to help. I'm sorry. Yes. Where we mm-hmm. at now? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We done yes, already sir. dialed 911. Mm. You here. Mm. Now, Come you ain't right. the nine or the one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't getting back. No help. Dog, that's a damn shame what we doing here. Yes, sir. It is. So I it's say only these types of cases, too. All them mm-hmm. gots to pay. That'll yes, stop sir. all of that. Blue code, honor the blue, the blue brotherhood. That ought to stop stop all that uh, collaboration on filling out the uh, police report. No, man, everybody accountable. Because I watched after the George Floyd thing, they showed a video of a police officer handling somebody crazy. And one of the black police officers went over there and pulled him off and said, hey, man, yo, 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 what you doing? See, right. that's yeah. how policing works. That's it. Yeah. When you see something wrong, yeah. correct it. Yeah. Hold up, man. What you finna do? Yeah. Going too far. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, well said, Steve. Switching gears in uh, entertainment news. Well, Nicki Minaj, uh, if you notice, did not go to the Met Gala uh, because of the vaccine requirement. That's why she said she didn't go. She shared the news on Twitter saying, if I get vaccinated, it won't be for the Met. Uh, She said, it'll be once I feel I've done enough research. I'm working that now. She also shared that her cousin in Trinidad won't get the shot because his friend got it. And get this, guys. His friend got it and became impotent and had swollen testicles. That ain't come from no damn vaccine. That's what Nicki Minaj said. That sounds like an infection. Yo, cousin. <laughs> that don't sound like a virus. <laughs> that sound like an like infection. Like the shot. <laughs> Yo, cousin. I done had two shots. got the claps. <laughs> yeah. The cousin's friend. Cousin. cousin. Yeah, the friend. <laughs> That's not good. Which is. <laughs> she put this on Twitter, though. <laughs> yeah. So Joy Reid from MSNBC, the Reid Report, um, just got mad. I mean, this upset her. She got mad at Nikki for not urging her followers. And, you know, Nikki has millions. Uh, she got mad at Nikki for not urging her followers to get vaccinated. Uh, from there, it got real ugly between the ladies with the viral results. And uh, there is more. Dr. Fauci mm-hmm. uh, heard about it. Uh, he didn't agree with Nicki Minaj's anti-vaccine stance. So he said on CNN, 
with an interview with uh, in an interview with Jake Tapper that uh, Nikki was spreading misinformation after she admitted that she's not vaccinated. She's the first mm. testicle Take a we didn't heard about right now. Nobody heard nothing testicle. about no testicles, testicle. And let me explain something to y'all. For everybody that has a theory that this is a plot to get rid of black people, let me explain something to you. This this is this vaccine is everywhere. It's a global pandemic, y'all. Do you know that France just passed the issue coming up on Fashion Week that you cannot come into Paris from the United States unless you're vaccinated? That's not a black event. All right, coming up in 20 minutes after the hour, stay woke. Uh, We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, uh, we were still talking about the statement that Nicki Minaj made, why she didn't go to the Met Gala, because she didn't want to get vaccinated, because her cousin told her that one of his friends took the vaccine, and uh, he ended up being becoming impotent and uh, with swollen testicles. In That's basically Trinidad. what she said. Yeah. <laughs> let me just say, <laughs> I just want to make this and statement. And Dr. Fauci the said there's no medical claim to that. That's yeah. misinformation. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm going to let Nick fellas jump in here. Yeah. But you trying to tempt, and, and oh, by the way, I like Nicki Minaj. I like Nikki. But listen to this, though. All the people that then took this damn vaccine (laughs) with testicles, we we using the reference of your cousin's friend in Trinidad, whose testicles done swollen. That's why he shouldn't have took the vaccine. Girl, what? (laughs) You mean to tell me that a bunch of men got together and created something that could affect our testicles? (laughs) What? No. <laughs> Ain't no way. And a woman, and a sister was the sister that, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Dr. Corbin. Yeah. Yeah. But Nikki no says she's you doing heard, her research. She says she's doing. Has her any research. other testicle spoke out on this? Any? No, no, no. The first. No. no. Okay. No. Now. Not now. Okay. He said now. Ain't a man. Out of all nowhere. the testicles across the country that's then got the shot. Mm. Ain't yeah. no more testicles swollen. Ain't nobody. Not nobody. Just to do. In Trinidad, that one, mm-hmm. just him. That's called sound. VD. Let's keep oh, it no. on the school. Oh, no. That's <laughs> VD, that dog. <laughs> that is not the S-T-G vaccine. And Carla pointed out on the break. Yeah. Pfizer, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. came up with the vaccine, uh-huh. is the same people that <laughs> make something else that start with a V. That's important, and that's Viagra. <laughs> Yes. So why? Important what? to you guys. Which hey. is a top seller, oh, by the way. And yeah. matter of fact, what? why don't, when we take our next shot, drop some of that Viagra in there for me so we can get all this at one time. They'll be lined up, Tommy. You'll run out of you'll run out of vaccine if you do that. Yeah. Genius, Tommy, genius. That's it. We take Viagra, mm-hmm. don't know what's in it, What further research is she going to do? What? What? We got to go, guys. Coming up in 34 minutes after the hour. (laughs) We'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
Well, now that summer's practically over, a lot of couples are probably getting ready for a nice long cuffing season. But it turns out the cold weather may not be so good for couples, with cheating likely to be on the rise, okay? A new survey by Illicit Affairs suggests that September is the month with many people realize they need to break from their significant other and start looking for love somewhere else. Uh, in fact, the polls find that over half of people claim that they reassessed their relationship during the pandemic, while 34% of women and 32% of men feel less passionate about their partners after spending so much time at home with them. Plus, <laughs> <laughs> with some folks returning to the office, it makes it easier to cheat. So, Steve, I got to ask you, any advice That's for people to help them stay together and to stop all of this cheating and stuff in the month well, of Well, you know, COVID was, uh, you know, Here here's go. when I knew that COVID was, was, was devastating. <laughs> okay. It, I knew it was bad. Uh-huh. Oh. But when Bill and Melinda Gates, Gates mm-hmm. uh-huh. filed for divorce uh-huh. during covid the mm-hmm. pandemic. Mm-hmm. When a hundred and thirty billion can't keep a woman, would it be? Would it be? Would it be? Would it be? We Houston, we have we a problem. Have a problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How the hell is the dude driving the Pepsi truck supposed to keep his girl happy when Bill got a hundred and thirty billion, hundred and thirty billion, and she rolling out? Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. pandemic is real. If you have any chinks in your armor, COVID, COVID not only attacks your body, your immune system, it attacks your relationship. Yes, it does. If you don't have a strong immune system in your relationship, COVID finna dismantle that. Yeah. COVID. That good foundation. COVID will let you know what your spouse really, really look like. After mm-hmm. about two and a half months of not going to the nail salon or hair salon, you really, really get to see who that really other person is. Woo! Did oh, my God. really say that? Yeah, he said <laughs> Have you lost Woo! your entire mind? Yeah, I think he did. I think he really lost it I didn't it say right that, then. y'all. I said mine <laughs> right. was different. Yeah. <laughs> see, you you try to keep your relationship. Right. You I want to distance He's myself her from that statement. Yeah. <laughs> is he crazy? Yeah. I, mm. yeah. Okay. Are we both in here shaving? I be <laughs> Let me see the razor. Is that my razor? Hey, uh, you what is you grow a full beard? I had no idea. Okay. <laughs> she's listening. Is she taking the kids to school? Yes, she's listening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Steve said, I didn't say that. This I'm, I that right there. He picked up his what phone. I don't want he said, I'm not. What is you and Steve on there talking about hair and nails for? Uh-huh. And uh-huh. y'all ain't got either one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mind you, the nail salons were closed. The hair salons were closed for a good period of time. Mm-hmm. Oh, we know. Oh, mm-hmm. we know they were closed. <laughs> Ooh. We're going to ride it on that. Well, yeah. Well, back to the original question, uh-huh. Steve. What advice can you give to these couples for the month of September? Not to cheat. I, hey, you know, look, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. And I'm going to be it's, real with you. It's unavoidable. If a person got their <laughs> mind made up, there ain't nothing yeah. we finna be able to say on this radio. Because mm. as soon nothing. as he hear it, he or she going to see them again. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. They not going to stop wanting them because I'm finna get this Uncle Steve speech. <laughs> well, you can you try to you keep them together. And well, all right, here I go. You could try. Well. In 30 seconds, go. You know, you did say your vows. There you go. Okay. And, uh, you like know, it. it would be the honorable thing to do. And, you know, you got to consider the consequences and damages that can occur from your actions. Mm. You I'm not buying it. You don't sound all. I'm not buying it. Because ain't nobody trying to get convinced. I'm not buying it. All right, this, here we go. This a dude unbuttoning his shirt right now while we talk. <laughs> Coming up next, the nephew with today's prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's the strawberry letter for today. Uh, the subject is turning a hood dude into a husband. We'll get into that a little later, but right now the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Neff? We, what? We're going to go down to the adoption agency. Oh. The adoption agency. That's where we headed. Let's go, cat dog. Let's roll down to the Ooh. adoption agency. Y'all stay oh. with me. Just buckle up. Buckle up and ride with me. We're going down to the adoption agency. Let's go, Ken. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach Clarence. Uh, yeah, this is he. Clarence, how you doing, man? This is Robert. Robert, uh, we were trying to get a schedule with you guys. Maybe we can swing through and uh, pick up little Clarence, I guess, around 6, if you guys are available around 6. Uh, okay, what do you mean, picking up little Clarence? Well, we got the um, we got the call that we can come and actually pick up Clarence and 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 take him with us. Have you guys packed his things up yet? Whoa, 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 wait, man! Got the call from who that you can come pick him up? I don't know nothing about this. Well, my name is Robert. Robert, and my wife and I got the call that we could. Do you not know about us uh, um, uh, adopting little Clarence? Oh, what the adopting who? Oh, okay, wait a minute. Are you guys at Are you guys at drive? Uh, yeah, that's that's my address. But uh, where, and, and, what you talking about? You gonna come take my son from me? Yeah. Okay, but you, you, your your son is two years old, right? Yeah, he's two. What they got okay, to do with you coming to pick up my son? And what is this agency's number? Uh, well, the, the agency told us that what well, adoption agency? They've got all our information. We've we've filled out all the paperwork, and you you guys aren't aware that that we're supposed to come there today to pick him up. Hell no! What what adoption agency said this was? How to get my information? I'm not sure. We we've got uh, pictures of Clarence and oh. and oh, yeah. uh, you know my wife is actually going out and bought balloons and everything and 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 we were gonna come through. They told us any time today, so we felt maybe like around 6 p.m. we'd come get it. Well, now you ain't coming here to pick up no Clarence. I'm tell you that right now. Okay, okay, wait, wait a minute. Now, this this this. I mean, this can't be happening. Okay, wait a minute. Oh, oh, what's happening? You're you're Clarence Sr., correct? Yes, I am. And you don't know anything about us to come over there to pick the baby up? Hell no, I don't know nothing about this. See, what's the name of this place again? Uh, Adoption agents. Who gave you my information and how they get my information to come pick up my son? I I don't know that, sir. All I know is is uh, we've bought a car seat. We're, we're, you know, my wife has bought balloons. Man, I don't care y'all bought a car seat, balloons, high chair, whatever. You ain't coming to get my son. Okay, sir, I, I mean, what, what I'm not going to do is, is, is tell my wife that we're not coming to get Clarence Jr. today. 
Oh, yeah, y'all, you're going to have to tell her that because you ain't coming here to pick up my son. Sir, from, with the paperwork that I have, Clarence is actually my son now. Man, f*** you and your paperwork. You ain't coming here to pick up my son. Sir, Clarence Jr. is mine. I'm actually going to change his name to Robert. So, yeah, I'm, I mean, yeah, like, like here you are. Come on over here if you want to. Come on over here. I'm waiting for you. I'm standing in the driveway right now. Okay, well, wait a minute. Now, the, the, the adoption agency tell us that you guys are not doing well finance, uh, financially. Are you working? No, I ain't working. What the got to do with anything? I ain't gonna get rid of my son just because I ain't working. Okay, but 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 uh, so in other words, you're not you're not able to to provide for him, from what I understand. Man, my son ain't missed no meal. He got clothes on his back. He got a roof over his head. Man, I'm not. You ain't coming here to pick up my son. I don't care what I got to do, man. I go out cut grasses. I make money on the side washing cars and everything. Okay, you okay, but come here and get my son. But don't you think he deserves a better home? I don't know what the what the screw up is. I don't know, but I'm trying to at least rationalize with you man. so you can understand why me and man, my I'm wife rationalize with you. You ain't coming to get my son. He in a good home right now. I love my son. You ain't taking him nowhere. I'm telling you, I'm right here in the driveway. Come on over here. Sir, I don't want to go back and forth, but I am me and my wife are coming to get Clarence today. Uh, okay, come on. Come on, I'm waiting for you. I already told you about two, three times. Come on, I'll be waiting right here. I guarantee you. Sir, I don't want any altercations when I get there. I just want Clarence to get in the car, and me and my wife are going to take him to his new home. When you get here, it's going to be one hell of an altercation, so you might want to come to law whoever's going to come with you. Bring the adoption agent, too, so I can whoop that too. You know what, man? If you was to be able to provide for your family, wouldn't nobody be trying to adopt your child? The problem is that you can't take care of your family. Now, me and my wife coming over there, and we coming to get Clarence Jr. That's oh, the you ain't coming down here to get my child. Man, you get down here, I'm going to you and your wife up. How about that? Oh, no, wait a minute. Wait, what you going to do? What to my wife? Well, I don't hear women, but I'm going to tell you right now. You and your wife going to come down here. I'm going to help both of you. Anybody come down here try to take my child up out of my house, they're going to get up. I'm coming to get it. I got to do what I got to do. I'm going to tell you right now, you ain't coming down here to get my son. You, your wife, I'm telling you, nobody's going to come here and take my son. I'm not going to disappoint my wife. You got my number. I don't know how you got my address. I don't care what the agency you got going through or whatever going on. But I'm telling you right now, you come down here, I'm all y'all up. I'm not going to disappoint my wife. Now, she think we coming to get this. I don't give a disappoint whoever you want disappoint. I don't give a about that right now, but you ain't about to take my son about I'm going to come and get him out that house. I done told my wife I was coming to man, get him. Man, I'm telling man, you better tell your wife. You come in this driveway, I'm going to be sitting right here waiting for you, and I'm going to the last one of y'all up. Every last one of y'all. I don't care who you bring. You can bring the President Obama, and I'm going to you. You ain't finna do nothing. You ain't finna do. You ain't finna. Try to take my son out of the house. I'm gonna tell you right now. Everybody getting fucked up. All I'm finna do is let you know this. I'm coming to get Clarence Jr. Well, you, know, you ain't got nothing to tell me or let me know. I'm letting you know right now. You better come here with the corner and everybody because I'm about to you up. You gonna leave here with a and come over here and take my son. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You get his clothes what together so he can come and live me. a better life. He's not living a good life there. You get his clothes. Man, I told you about six, seven, eight times. Bring your mother down here, and I'm you and everybody, whoever you bring down here, up. you try to take my you, you you know who else I'm bringing with me? Because I'm bringing somebody well, else well, with me. You, you better bring an army. Say what? It better be a army to come down here and get my son about this house. Uh, I, I, I'm, I, I'm bringing nephew Tommy with me. You bring who? I'm, I'm bringing... <laughs> I'm bringing nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show with me. <laughs> oh man, you serious? This is Tommy, man. This is nephew Tommy. <laughs> <laughs>
Man, woo, man, I'm about to f*** up everybody out here. Man, come down here taking my shit. Your show. brother named Benjamin got me to get you, dog. Oh, man, see, that's how family gets up. See, next time I see him, it's on. Man, that, that was a good one there. Oh, that man. All right, Paulus. Tell me one more thing, man. What's the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> <laughs> I love Claire Senior. I love him. Claire Senior just started comprising the list of who all, when they come down here, who all finna get effed up. I'm assuming you get out. And then he got tired of telling. First he said, I told you three, four times. Right, right. Then he told, I said, I told you five, six times. Then he said, look, man, I told you about seven, eight times now. If you come down you need to bring the you corn, and your the army, the <laughs> yeah. agents. Man, I'm doing everybody. Man, yeah, you can bring Claire's Junior. <laughs> right, right. When he said bring the corn, I said this dude right here, he finna kill somebody. Oh man. Clarence oh. was that not the dad. No. You ain't working though. You ain't able to it's, provide. Hey, hey, man, I cut grass. Family. I'm watching Carla do whatever I gotta do. You ain't finna come down here and get my son. I tell you what, come on, I'm in the driveway. They get out in that driveway right away. <laughs> it's gonna be a situation. Yeah, it's gonna be a situation. We're gonna handle this outside. You ain't coming in. No. They want you as soon as you roll up. I'm here. As soon as no, you roll I'm up, in I'm in the, the driveway. driveway. Uh, what did he say? He was gonna uh, change the name to Robert. Clarence G. He's <laughs> <laughs> gonna change his name, give him a better life. Yeah. Oh, man. Good one now. Good one. Come get your laugh on with your boy at the Improv in West Palm Beach, Florida. It's going down next weekend, Friday and Saturday, the 24th to 25th at the Improv, West Palm Beach. Baby, the nephew come to town. You think the pranks is stupid? Come see what stupid look live and in person. Put your mask on and get your laugh on with the nephew next weekend, West Palm Beach, Florida. Yeah. That's all right. All thank you, nephew. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Up next, Strawberry Letter, turning a hood dude into a husband. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, sex, work, dating, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. Here it is. We could be reading yours live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. You never know. It could be yours. Mm Mm-hmm. You never know. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the strawberry letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, turning a hood dude into a husband. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm a 30-year-old engaged female, and my fiancé is 34 years old. I work as a school administrator, and he is a mechanic. We met when he fixed my flat tire and then offered to detail my car for free. He is a tall, thin man with pearly white teeth and a nice fro. I could tell he was a hood dude the minute I saw him, and that's what attracted me to him. He played basketball at a community center, and he invited me to a game. He was bawling on the court, and I was very turned on by him. We made love later on that day, and we've been inseparable since then. He was rough in bed and cursed a lot initially during sex, but he is more romantic now. After we dated for almost two years, he got a little diamond ring and he proposed. Then, 
uh, that's when everything got tricky because I never admitted to my friends and family that he is my man. They thought he was just my maintenance man and just for sex until I found Mr. Right. They know I like edgy guys, but uh, not this edgy. He curses a whole lot. He uses slang and he calls everybody the N-word. He yeah, is very like well known in the neighborhood he grew up in and he's still living in the house he grew up in. I would never try to change him, but I did ask him about getting a GED so he could advance in his career. He said he's going to take over the shop when the owner retires, and he doesn't need a GED for that. He is content where he is in life, so I try not to push him. I plan to take him on trips to other countries so he can see there is more to life than his hood and the auto shop. Some days I love him unconditionally. And on the other days, I feel embarrassed by him. Can I turn this hood dude into a good husband, or am I wasting my time? Please advise. See right there, for you to even have to ask that question, there's a problem. And you know the number one rule, ladies. We cannot change them. We can only change ourselves. Uh, if, if there's to be a change in him, he'll have to want to do that change. He'll have to want to do it for you or just want to do it on his own. And second, if this is who you love and want to be with, you're grown and you don't have, have to explain him to your friends and family who think he's a maintenance man and not your man. Um, but some days you say you love him unconditionally and other days you're embarrassed by him. Well, that's a problem. That's not good, okay? You're supposed to be happy with him, you know, and, and proud to be with him, all of that. Uh, you've accepted him for who he is right now, but marriage, marriage is a whole different situation because you're going to grow in marriage, you know? And in life, of course, you know, there's going to be change. You don't want to grow apart. You don't want to drift apart because of these differences. Uh, you're a school administrator. He's a mechanic who can but won't get his GED, who could make a big difference in his life. He could, it could go take him further in life. I'm assuming you may, you may use a little profanity at times, but nothing like him, who you say curses a lot. And you mentioned that a couple of times in the letter, so that, you know, that kind of bothers you. He calls everyone the N-word, everyone uh, the N-word. Come on. These are problems. You said he still lives in the house that he grew up in. Now, does that mean he lives with his mom? Because you did not put that in the letter. But in the house he grew up in, he grew up with his parents, so... Uh, you guys already have problems, and I guarantee you marriage will complicate this situation even further. I don't think you two are ready for marriage because you're too unequally yoked right now. It has nothing to do with him being edgy or from the hood. It's just that he doesn't want to better himself, and you want much more. You said it in your letter. That's going to frustrate you, irritate you, and your word embarrass you. So right now, I say continue dating and don't jump the broom. Steve? See this letter. This, it 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 just reminds me of me. Uh, I just I, I I ain't really I ain't really bothered by this. <laughs> you know this thirty year old engaged female and fiance is thirty four. You work as a school administrator. He a mechanic. We met. He fixed your flat tire. Then what the man did was offer to detail it free. Right there. Homeboy working. Then he detailed your car free. Tall, thin, pearly white teeth, nice afro. 
Now, you said at the time you could tell he was a hood dude, but that's what attracted you to him. Okay, so what? That His attraction was he a hood dude with your little quote-unquote school administrator self. So now, let the fun begin. He do what a hood dude do. He played basketball down at the center, invited you to come see the game. If I can't do nothing, I can ball. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to let her come down here. And then you said on that day he was balling. He, he, he came and he flexed, shot his best shot. Now, here was crazy. Right after y'all started balling, Y'all made love that day. All it took was a, was a couple jumpers. Yeah, she was turned on. All he did, <laughs> he a couple layouts. <laughs> Score some baskets. You passing it out. <laughs> he passing the ball. You say, my turn. <laughs> All right, hold on, Steve. Hold that thought. My okay. turn. <laughs> I can pass, too. <laughs> We'll have part two of Steve's response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Strawberry letter subject today, turning a hood dude into a husband. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. The subject, turning a hood dude into a husband. A little 30-year-old school administrator met this 34-year-old dude. That's a mechanic. He fixed her car down there and then detailed it for free. Uh, she liked him. She could recognize the fact she was a hood boy, but that's what attracted her. He invited her to the basketball game he played with down at the center on that weekend. She came, and homeboy was balling. I'm talking about balling, letting them in, all this here. That turned her on. So right after that, later on that day, they made love. I mean, what what you supposed to do after a good game? <laughs> you know? You in here, you know, we ain't got time to go get nothing to eat. Let's get on and get back in this sack. God. You was balling. You kept passing the ball. Let me pass you something. Okay. And then she says, after that, they were inseparable. Uh, now, he was rough in bed, and he cussed a lot initially doing sex. Mm. Well, you know, the first one, you know, it's going to be some cussing, you know. And then he, the first he probably time. cussed a lot anyway. I'm a cusser, so I know when you that first time that, that brings out some cussing. Because, first of all, you can't believe you're there, and it's just a, it's a form of expression. Cussing is, you know, a lot of adjectives in there. That can be used in various places. See, cussing is a very limited vocabulary. It's only, I don't know, maybe I think it's maybe 12 cuss words. You know, I use the top four all the time. But it's such a, but these cuss words mean different things at different times. You know, you know, all hell no can be applied a lot of different ways. So you just got to know it. So he doesn't have a large vocabulary. But the cussing doing sex is is a all hell no. Man, I can't believe in here. Boy, this is good. Ooh, I'm feeling something. Uh-oh, here I go. It's tingling and all this. All this produces cussing. But let's move on. But now he's, yeah, he's more romantic now. Now, y'all been dating for two years. He got a little diamond ring and he proposed. You say that's when it got tricky because you had never admitted to your friends and family that he was your man. 
See, they thought he was your maintenance man for sex until I found Mr. Right. So that's, see, this your fault. See, this the little, this the little image you tried to portray. I'm just doing him just to be doing something, girl. But you didn't want to admit you was in love with the brother. See, in all of this letter right here, you know what I see? I see a good man. But now let's talk about this. They know you like edgy guys, but not this edgy. What you mean, not this edgy? This the one that asked you to marry him. What you mean you don't like him this edgy? This the one that done proposed to you. What you mean you don't like him this edgy? This one done lasted two years. See, sister, you got to quit lying to yourself. Because this really a good dude. Now, here we go. He cusses a whole lot. He uses slang, and he call everybody the N-word. So? We do, too. So? We do. What? And? I am very familiar with this line in the letter right here. He cusses a lot. He uses slang. He call everybody the N-word. Now, I don't call everybody the N-word. He does. But if you my dude, though, mm-hmm. I'm going to just keep it real with you. Mm-hmm. But now, if you ain't my dude and you ain't black, mm-hmm. step light. Big. But I never, use, I never use that around people that's not in my circle. Mm-hmm. So if you say it to me, please understand, the reaction will be swift and severe. <laughs> he is very well known in the neighborhood he grew up in. Oh, I'm, just, I'm telling you on the real. I mean, we, we not fitting to play. Okay. He is very well known in the neighborhood he grew up in, and he's still living in the house he grew up in. Well, that don't mean he stayed with his mama. That just means that's the house his mama and him grew up in, and he bought it. He got the house. I don't think he lived with his mama and him. Uh, I would never try to change him. But I did ask him about getting a GED so he can advance in his career. He said he's taking over the shop when the owner retired. He don't need no damn GED for that. Mm. That's his plan. Now, he's content where he is in life, so I try not to push him. Well, see, now that's where you come in as a woman. Women do find a way to help push and motivate. It ain't push, it's motivation. You can find a way to motivate him. Now, see, this is why I know we all the way in. I plan to take him on trips to other countries so he can see there's more to life than his hood and auto shop. Now, listen to me. Don't do that. Don't don't do that. Don't take him nowhere. Don't take his ass out the country. I'm going to tell you this right now. Y'all going to wind up. You've seen the show Locked Up Abroad. (laughs) Don't get your ass in that situation here. Listen to me. You can't take his ass out the country. Best place you can take his ass is Vegas. That's funny. He can go to Venice out there. He can go to Italy out there. And he can go to New York. You can go right on the strip and visit two places. You can go to New York. You can go to Paris. And you can go to Venice. You can go there. Don't take his ass out the country. Y'all ass is going to be on Locked Up Abroad. And those are my remarks today. Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. Check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand coming up at 46 minutes after the hour. Our girl, Cheryl Underwood, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
Coming up at the top of the hour, it's Carla's reality update. But right now, Steve, please introduce our girl from the talk. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it is upon us. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Cheryl Underwood. You better know it. Let me hold $20. That holds you a long way. A little gas money, mm-hmm. little, you know, a little snack money at your job and everything. But I'm glad you started with a money discussion. Now, we had a little recall out here this week in California. You know, yeah. uh, 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 Carla Pharrell, I know you're about to yes. get mad at me, but Larry Elder got his ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. They calling it Elder Abuse Tommy all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me. But while we laughing at it, we trying to make you think if this recall had been successful, then Larry Elder would have been able to replace Dianne Feinstein in the Senate and it would have tipped the balance of the Senate. When Okay, Cheryl, what that got to do with me? Well, Manchin over here acting crazy in uh, what West Virginia. West Virginia. That's right. He won't let him get the money for the infrastructure that will make jobs because this is a power game to these people. And people say, well, what has it got to do with me? It's got everything to do with you. If we didn't vote the way we needed to vote to get Biden-Harris in there, we wouldn't have a, a different DOJ. Well, what has that got to do with me? Well, the same dude that they wouldn't let get on the Supreme Court is now the dude that's running the DOJ who's doing what? Trying to fight this uh, abortion thing in Texas. See, they test stuff out in other states to see if it fly, to see if we sleeping, to see if we gonna get caught slipping. So then they say, well, if it works over here, then it will work over here. So anything that go on anywhere has something to do with the quality of your life. When you're talking about COVID, yeah. when you're talking about homelessness, when you're talking about anything that affects your everyday life, that's why voting is important. That's why you need to vote and keep your rights to vote or get your rights to vote back. And why do they want to make it difficult to vote so that what happened in California does not happen anywhere? They made it easy to vote in California. You can walk in, you can mail it in, you can put it in a little box. So we've got to fight for the right to vote, brothers and sisters. All politics is local. But right now, we're looking at California. Hold strong. And Larry Elder, get somewhere and sit your ass down because you do not speak for not just black people, but you're going to take that L for the Republican. Don't the Repub- don't we as a Republican get tired of losing all the damn time? And don't get me started on Trump talking about Pence. He told Pence, we ain't going to be friends no more. Yeah. You was never friends. You was <laughs> never friends. <laughs> we ain't going to be friends no more. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thank you, Cheryl. Coming up at the top of the hour is Carla's reality update right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready. It is that time. I said it is that time, ladies and gentlemen. Get ready, get ready, get ready. She is here. Carla Farrell with what? Reality update. Coming in hot. (laughs) (laughs) He let you have it today. Thank you, nephew. Thank you, Shirley. All right, here we go. Let's start off with some rumors about the Real Housewives of Atlanta. There's a rumor out there that Cynthia Bailey and Kenya Moore are not returning to yeah. the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Now, mm-hmm. Portia and Candy will be back, but they're saying that they are going to cast 
younger new cast members that's a rumor we don't know if that's true and no word yet junior i'm not sure if uh-huh. the ogs like your girl sheree yeah phaedra are coming back we don't know yet right. we don't oh. know yet i just had I'm a sheree uh, fan cynthia though. bailey and her husband mike on my show yesterday did they uh-huh. steal any tea steve uh-uh. That uh-uh. woman talked about a lot of stuff, but it wasn't about whether she'd come back on the show. Man, well, that's a rumor. We don't know if it's true, so we will see. Waiting on the new season for the Real Housewives of Atlanta this fall. All right, Real Housewives of Potomac. Candace is having issues with her husband, Chris, being her manager. You know, she's a singer and an actress, so it's causing some tension. It's causing some tension, I should say, in their marriage, so they're trying to work that out. The new housewife, new cast member, Mia, she hosted a goddess luncheon. She wanted to do something positive for the women, get them all together. And she asked them to go around the table at this luncheon to say, you know, something nice about Mm -hmm. each person, each lady. And it it was awkward. It was was hard. (laughs) This went wrong. Hard Hard to say something nice about somebody you hate. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, Steve. It was a struggle, but at the end of it, the ladies, you know, they tried to compliment each other and say positive things. And then Giselle wanted Karen to apologize to her. Karen wanted Giselle to apologize to her. You know, they've been beefing the entire season, but Giselle has apologized in her defense to Karen a lot in past seasons. So she, Giselle told Karen that she wanted her to apologize to her for the things that Karen said about Giselle's ex, Jamal Bryant. Giselle said that those things were hurtful to her daughters and to her children. And so Karen did apologize for that, saying she didn't want her daughters and her children to be upset. So they kind of squashed their beef, and then Ashley asked them to hug it out, and they said, don't push it. So there you go. (laughs) There you go. So that's (laughs) Real Housewives of Potomac. And then finally, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I've been on a roll watching these Real Housewives shows. Salt Lake City, well, it happened, honey. You know, they were taping. It was the new season. They were going on a girls' trip to Vail, Colorado. Mm -hmm. And then Jen, she gets this call from her husband, I guess he was warning her that the feds, that the police were about to show up on location that where they were at the party bus. Well, Jen gets off the bus, takes her microphone off, gets off the bus, get into the car. The police show up at the party bus asking for her, looking for her. Now, she has been charged with wire fraud, money laundering, and this huge telemarketing scheme that has been going on for over 10 years with her company, her assistant. He was arrested. So the question the housewives of Salt Lake City, they want to know who tipped off the police and let them know where Jen was going to be at that exact moment while they were taping. I mean, they came right to the location. They came right to the bus. What? What? I I ain't a detective, but I I got a clue it was a housewife. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) for 500. You'll take a housewife for 500. I'm with you, Junior. Now, Meredith. You're right, brilliant. (laughs) Meredith, the housewife, she can't stand Jen. So it was probably, I don't know. I'm thinking it might have been Meredith. That tipped off the feds because she wasn't there. Dun dun dun! I'll keep watching. I'll let you know. Hit me up at Lips by Carla on the gram and Twitter, and we'll talk more about reality update. What you got, Shirley? Well, thank you, Carla. Coming up, more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 20 minutes after. Right after this, you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
In trending airline news, Southwest Airlines isn't bringing alcohol back to serve their passengers until 2022. Okay, you hear that? They say because too many passengers have just been acting a fool on these flights, okay? Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. According to USA Today, this timeline is extended with the federal mask mandates on airplanes and at airports. We've all seen the viral videos of passengers just getting out of line on these airlines, fighting flight attendants, upset about wearing masks. And we love the Alaska air uh, flight attendant who had to uh, duct tape an unruly passenger to his seat to get him to calm down. Remember that? Yeah. He was our yeah. hero. We loved him. He yeah. taped his yeah. behind. <laughs> I packed duct tape now. I do. I got yeah. it in my carry-on. <laughs> Just in case, nephew. Just in case something go down. I like that duct tape. We good. Mm-hmm. I like Steve when he said, I'm coming, Captain. You need help? Get the passion. Steve said, I, I, they got everybody. Now, I ain't up there. You know, I called the disturbance on my flight. Right. You're going to sit your ass down. Exactly. So no I got alcohol. a cap. Hey, Cap, Cap, you ain't even got to come back here. You just drive, though. <laughs> right. No alcohol yeah. till next year. That's good. That's good. Calm yeah, I think so. Calm down. All right, more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 33 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, it is time now for Ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey, at your service. This one is from Ashlyn in Tennessee. Ashlyn says, I've been married for six years to a cheater, and we have not had sex in a year. He confided in our next-door neighbor, who happens to be young and single. My neighbor saw my husband leave one morning, and he came over and lectured me on saving my marriage. I got emotional, and he came close to comfort me, and I could feel him through his pants. He said he would be happy to comfort me if I ever needed it. It scared me half to death, but how can I stop staring at his house? Uh, Should I go next door and relieve a little stress with this fine young man? Mm. Who's that peeping in the window? Look what didn't happen here. Mm. Well, ma'am, let, can I have a real honest and frank answer for this lady? Yeah. Tell Ashlyn. Ashlyn, you've been married six years to a cheater. Now, did she say she confided in the young man? No, her or husband did. Her, her husband. husband. Now, her husband went over there and told this little dude what he up to and what mm. he doing. Little dude then took this information like, oh, okay. Like, he don't really care for your husband, no how. <laughs> Apparently. Evidently. I think that's clear. So now he just slid all over to comfort you up against you. Now, you looking out the window, you can't take your eyes off his house. Mm-hmm. But it ain't really the house, though. <laughs> what is it, Steve? <laughs> it's one of the tenants. Uh. <laughs> and it's the tenant that stay on the neighbor uh. that's got you the most uh. concern. Look, if you went over there to get some comfort, you would be wrong for doing that because that is wrong. Yeah. And two wrongs don't make a right. But with that said, mm. 
if the situation were the other way around, I promise you, your cheating husband would be over there getting comforted like he is anyway, some way. So now if you went over there for some comfort, uh huh, come on now, bring it home. Ain't nobody got to know. Yeah, we go. Yeah, we Are you go. encouraging right. her? Uh-uh. Yeah. I would just, this is just a fact. <laughs> All right, we got to move on. Uh, well, Tommy. Mackay, yeah. Mackay in Duval County. She's sitting over there staring at that damn dough. <laughs> Coming up, it is our last break of the day. And, of course, at 49 minutes after the hour, we'll have some closing remarks from the one and only, our fearless leader, Steve Harvey, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, here we are, last break of the day on this Thursday. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank Good you, one. thank you, thank yes, you. Yes, no. appreciate you. This is it. So much. And, and once again, guys, we got to say a huge shout-out to California voters we asked you, we asked you to get out and vote. And guess what? You did that and you made it happen. Democratic Governor uh, Gavin Newsom remains governor. Uh, yes, he defeated yes. the recall Come and on. will remain governor, like I said, of the great state of California. Um, yeah, we still have to work today. Um, so Steve Harvey Nation, stay woke. We still have work to do and get ready because in two weeks, it's the National Voter Registration Week of Action September 27th through October 3rd. Let's get your friends, your family, and your neighbors ready to register to vote and check their voter registration status. All you have to do is go to whenweallvote.org for more details. Steve, and folks, Texas, let me tell you something. We are going to be about the business doing this campaign mm-hmm. to make it our mission to make sure that us, we, and all of our friends, relatives and acquaintances and associates are registered to vote. Because let me tell y'all something. We are fully engaged at this point. And I want to thank the the minority, the, the, the ultra-right-wing conservatives, the Tucker Carlson's, the Hannity's, the Larry Elders. I really want to thank you, man. Because one of the reasons that we are fully engaged is because now we are fully enraged. Because you have just really just pissed us off. And I really appreciate that. I love to see blatant racism. Because see, somebody needs to see racism in a blatant form. Not subtle racism, because some people don't get jokes. Some, mm. some, some people ain't quick with it. Some people have to get hit with it dead in their teeth for them to taste it. So I'm okay with blatant racism, because I know your ass exists anyway. So you might as well come front and center. So I like the Tucker Carlson's. I like the Hannity's. I like the Larry Elders who just blame. I like the uh, Karens of the world who are getting videotaped all over this country right now just being your little Karen racist ass self. Thank Mm. you. Because, see, we need people like you. Instead of getting mad when they show up, y'all, appreciate what they do. 
because now it really shows who we who who you really are. See, you know, abortion to me. Let, let me let me talk about this for a second. You know, these attacks on abortion clinics and people who want to have an abortion. First of all, in all honesty, this is my honest opinion. I really do think that abortion laws and rights should be conducted and, 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 and enacted by women and women only. Because women are the only ones who can create life. What do we even know? It's so hypocritical of us to get involved in the abortion issues when it should be a woman's right, period. Women should come up with the laws, penalties, uh, requirements, everything. Women, women should do it. But let me tell you something, man, about men and about these ultra, ultra right-wing people. They don't really care about abortion at all. They really don't. They only care about the issue of abortion. And just hear me out what I'm saying. Men don't care about abortion at all. Stop the fronting, man. You know I know the truth. I talk to y'all on golf courses, man. I talk to y'all in in little social clubs. I talk to y'all. I talk to elite people. They don't care about abortion, y'all. Quit tripping. They care only about the issue of abortion because the issue of abortion tips votes. And all they do is they use it as a voting mechanism because it is a false illusion of morality. They use abortion as an issue to deal with morality. And they try to use groups like the Southern Baptists and all of these people to appeal to your morality. But the people who are asking to appeal to your morality ain't got none they damn self. You can miss me talking about abortion when you steady trying to take the right to vote from people. You can miss me with abortion when you refuse to help the underprivileged of this country with child care. You can miss me with the abortion issue when you try everything in your power to keep our tax system in place where people who pay less taxes get less education. So now you can keep the poor poor and you can keep them in a certain place and they can't elevate through education because they don't live in an area that pays a certain amount of taxes which keeps them on the poor side of education. But you moral though. Man, miss me. Hmm. So don't throw in abortion as a moral issue when your whole life is filled with immoral and acts of hypocrisy. That's what I'm talking about. And that's the truth of the matter, y'all. Y'all using abortion simply to tip votes and you use the morality issue with your little Southern Christian organizations and try to make people think they moral. But this whole system is more immoral and this whole system is, is, is corrupt. And it's a hypocritical thing. We are woke now, awake now, eyes wide open, and we voting. We voting. All y'all finna be gone. We voting in all elections now. Thank you. See you tomorrow.
For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 